Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a library, yeah, standing there behind the counter no my hi my Kelda and welcome to Books and Beyond. This is your host Alison and I'm joined in the studio today by the author, educator and personal finance journalist Mary Holm. Kia ora and greetings Mary. Kia ora Alison. Thanks so much for being here. It's it's wonderful to have you. Oh thank you. Now Mary has just released her latest book and it's called A Richer You: How to Make the Most of Your Money and it's published by HarperCollins. So congratulations on the book. Oh, thank you. I found it a really super interesting read. I I really enjoyed it. So I'm just going to um, tell the listeners a little bit about you, Mary, and then we'll get on to some questions. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll say something about the book as well. So now, Mary, you're a highly qualified financial expert and you've written newspaper columns about personal finance for years. Yes. And the very popular question and answer column in the, um, particularly in the Weekend Herald. Now, in your new book, we're able to learn from the financial stories of real New Zealanders. In fact, I think it's 184 everyday Kiwis who have written to your Weekend Herald newspaper Q&A column mm-hmm. in recent times. And some of them have made mistakes and others are asking how to avoid making yes. mistakes and, and then others how to maximise gains and, and minimise losses. Um, and also, um, you're a regular on the radio and we I find you provide excellent information to listeners about general financial issues of the day. But what I really love about your your writing and your radio work is that you're really warm and and down to earth and non judgmental <laughs> when you when you give advice to to our everyday Kiwis. And I, I must admit, I've never seen you scold or tell anyone off for have, I'm going to use air quotes here for having too many soy lattes or <laughs> smashed avocados or whatever it might be that yeah. they've indulged in. So, Mary, is it difficult to sort of stay so neutral and, and so kind? I'm not, I'm not always kind, else. <laughs> I mean, I do get some quite aggressive letters sometimes from people who are a bit angry about what I've said. Oh, and yeah. I pretty much always run those in the column because, um, partly because I think a bit of conflict makes for interest yeah. and, and partly because I don't want them to think she didn't have the guts to run that letter. Oh, right, you know? yes. Um, so there are a few times when I'm a bit sort of sarky back again, I suppose. But as far as people making mistakes go, gosh, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And, and people are you know, generally very kind to me and why wouldn't I be kind back again, really? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, because I was thinking if we all make financial mistakes, don't we? And whether or not it's buying that pair of shoes that's on sale that you think, I've got to have that. Or, or, you know, makeup. I mean, that's a classic, isn't it, for women buy that expensive lipstick, which they could probably do without. Or gadgets. Yeah, there's all sorts of things people buy that later on they realise they didn't really need or that didn't work that well. But, yes. th- I mean, that's life. You can't... No-one ever goes through life never doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's yeah. just part of 
part of yeah. how we roll, isn't it? it is. Yeah, especially yes. I guess especially in a consumer driven society yeah. as well. Lots yes. of temptation. Now the the first part of the book's title I found really interesting because it it's um, called A Richer You. And I wondered, I was sort of thinking, when we were thinking about our lives in New Zealand, what does the word rich mean? Yes, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, um, I actually had some quite long discussions with the, oh. with the publishers about that title because personally I don't think... You know, money is what it's all about. Mm. It, it, and, and in fact, my last book was called Rich Enough. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and in it I discuss some research that shows that people, you certainly get happier as you accumulate more money up to a certain point. Right. But people who get beyond a sort of comfortable level, quite often they're not happier. They're actually even less happy. The happiness goes down. There's been research that shows that beyond right. a certain level. So it's obviously not all about money. It's about relationships and it's about getting out in nature and it's about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so I like to kind of bring that perspective into the questions and answers in the book that it's not um, ultimately about accumulating massive amounts of money. Right. But ha having said that, you there's a lot of things people can do with the money they've got yeah. that quite easily that can just make it go further. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. And because, I mean, you need a certain amount of money to have a roof over your head or and food on the table. Of and, course. And even yeah. to have a healthy diet and, and yes. that sort of thing. Yeah. You, do, you need, a, yeah, there must be a... A certain point, isn't oh, yes. there? And, yes. and then, but I, I kind of think if I've got those things and I've got health and happiness and a someone to love, yes, I feel very fortunate. Yes, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Really. yeah, and I guess there's always been those stories you hear about people that win lotto yes. or something. It doesn't necessarily buy them. Happiness, no, it? no. It's the, there's been quite a bit of research where they've come and looked at people a year later mm. after big wins, and they tend to be about as happy as they were before. It's kind of like there's a personality thing playing yes. in there, and yeah, if you were a negative sort of person, you know, I mean, I used to lecture at Auckland Uni, and I'd talk to the students about big wins, and mm. at at most of the students were sort of 18 to 20, that sort of age group, and they tended to think it'd be wonderful mm. to win a million or, or yes. several million. But um, when you look back on it, it's just... Uh, I used to say to them, just imagine if you had a big one, everybody you met after that who mm. made friends with you, you would always be wondering what their motivations were and... And you would have a whole lot more money than your friends. Yes. And, you know, would it really make your life that much better? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Quite a conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Now, the other thing in the book you talked about, and this made me think quite a bit, um, you talk about people having a relationship with money. Yes. And I've got to admit that I'd never thought about this concept before. I'd always thought money or viewed money as an instrument or a... 
at all. Yeah. And I guess, so in terms of relationships, I'm probably terrible. I'm probably using it, aren't I? Just using <laughs> money. I'm not well, really in it for the long haul or something. No, you're, that's sort of implying that you've got to be kind to money, and I don't think that's necessarily oh, true. Right. But, yeah. But people's attitudes to money are so varied, and I mean, I actually have a bit of trouble with people who spend and spend and spend because I don't like going to the supermarket and I don't like going to the shopping mall mm. and I've got my list and I get in and get out I'm again, you know, are you? Yeah. Yes. But there are people who, I mean, there was a survey, it was quite a long time ago, but it's probably still true of what people's favourite um, leisure time activities mm. were. And uh, going to the shopping mall was one of the top ones mm. next to gardening, I think. Um and I thought, oh, God. I, so I just don't really understand that mentality, I have to say. But it's there. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of people who feel that way who get, I think, short-term happiness out of buying a new yeah. a new garment or some new shoes or or a new car, for that matter. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I suggest that if, if, if you are spending more than you can really afford to spend, think about several months later whether you're actually happier. You're happier on the day, you go home yeah. that night, you've got the new whatever. Um, then does it just become another part of your wardrobe? I mean, usually it does, I yeah. think. And so just be a bit more hesitant about because if the ultimate goal is to f- feel happier, mm. is this really doing it for you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's worth thinking about, isn't it? Yeah. Being, having that mindfulness, yeah. Mm. And I guess asking some some questions, yes. which I guess is kind of a, like human relationships too, isn't yes. it? You might ask this, yes. is this yeah. good for me? Or, yeah. yeah, you're quite right. You're quite right. Yeah. Do, to take a step back yes. from we all get terribly caught up in what we've got to do today and not really step back and think, well, although at the moment, funnily enough, we are thinking back, back one year quite often, aren't yes, we? Because we if we've been through incredible stuff in, the, in this year. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. But it might be a good time to also be thinking about now. Okay, when COVID first started, yes. what was happening with me and my money, and what's happening now? And, yes. Yeah. And what did I give up, or and yes. what could I do without, and, yes. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time to be thinking about that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, um, you became a, an officer of the New Zealand Order of Merit oh, yes. last year for your services to financial literacy education. Yes. I'm laughing about the word literacy because I. I spelt it literary yes. really. <laughs> well, it's sort of the same. Slip yeah. of the wrist, really, wasn't it? Yes. But um, congratulations on that. But how would you describe the state of our financial literacy education in New Zealand? Look, it's getting better and better. I'm actually, I actually feel quite positive about it. I saw some information from the Commission for Financial Capability used to be called the Retirement Commission. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, they have been doing a lot of work in getting more um, literary tools, financial literacy tools into schools. Oh, good. And just the other day there was a press release to say that now that our students can do NCEA, get credits for, for doing financial literacy work, and so it's getting to be more mainstream in oh, the schools. God, that's and good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's really, I think, 
adults are always saying to me, we didn't learn yeah. enough and there needs to be more in the schools. Yeah. I actually feel a bit sorry for the schools too because I think they also, people are saying there should be more about nutrition in schools oh, and people yes. are saying there should be more about physical exercise in schools. And how do they fit it all it's in? It's never but, ending for yeah, them, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But having said all of that, the money thing... I still worry that the students who are interested in it take those courses and, and the parents who are interested suggest it for their kids. The ones who most need it are perhaps the ones who yeah. aren't getting it. Yes. Yeah. Like so many things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I can right. remember um, learning about compounding interest yes. at intermediate school. I can still remember it yeah. really clearly. And it fascinated me. And then we had to write an essay on thrift. Yes. So yes. Probably showing my age. Yeah. But um, that... Yeah, and so really apart from the role modelling of the adults around me, that would have been my sum total, I guess. But No, that role modelling of adults is so important too and that's where it gets so unfair because some kids have terrible role models. Their parents are just not, not good with money and it is terribly important. I mean, we in everything, not just money, you see we tend to pick up on what our parents did. If we want to do something different from what our parents did, we have to kind of consciously decide to do it differently. Yes. Or we tend to just do what mum and dad did. Yes, um, repeat so, the, the patterns. Yeah. yeah, so it's really good if people... If someone is not very good with money and they've got children, at least talk to the kids about the fact, look, look, you know, I probably do spend a bit rashly at times. Right. Not a good idea, you guys. Um, yeah. At, at least, and and try to model um, slightly more better, better yes. financial behaviour. That's a good yeah. point. And you, even if you can be honest and say, look, I made lots yes. of mistakes yeah. with money when I was younger or, you know, I still, yes. still do. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, that's really, really... Interesting. Um, we mentioned the pandemic just a um, minute or so ago. Yes. And um, I wanted to ask you a question about this because many of us who work outside the home, um, we want to support the small businesses that have, yes. have suffered over the last year. And and I know in my office a lot of us will buy coffee or lunch, yes. you know, because, probably more than we did before because we're wanting to support our local businesses. Yes. And yet in the old days, you know, you were sort of told to bring your own lunch yes. to work, you know, because otherwise you're spending a huge amount of money um, yes. that Co- perhaps you could save. But yeah. I'm kind of thinking in a post-COVID world, are we better off to spend some money for the, you know, the greater <laughs> yes. good? Yeah, look, that's a, a tricky question, oh. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's all right. No, yeah. it, it's... Um, it is true that if you look at the money you've spent on coffee or yeah. work lunches or something, it does add up. But I, but sometimes people get a great deal of pleasure out of buying coffee. And, right. And I know I work from home these days, but when I worked in an office, I loved going out and getting something different that wasn't in my fridge at home. Mm. You know, um, I think it's a good idea for savings to set up an automatic transfer from your bank account into a savings account, um, say the day after payday, starting out with even just 10 or $20 a week, you know, whatever amount is not really even noticeable, and then increase that perhaps every month or every couple of months, you increase it by $5 or whatever, ship that into a savings account, and then once it gets to several hundred dollars in the savings account, 
perhaps put in a bank term deposit or or KiwiSaver, depending on when you think you're going to spend that money. Mm. But the point is to have it set up and coming out of your pay and then then go and buy your coffee and your, right, and your lunches I, after yeah. you've got that. Pay yourself first is what, what oh, we often yes. call it. Right, yeah. and then yes. there'll be a little bit left over for yeah. play money. Or, yes, yeah. and for giving you those little lifts in your day. You know, if you're never buying coffees and never buying nice lunches, that's some of the stuff that gives us a little little, yes. little <laughs> bit of pleasure through that's, the day. That's yeah. right. And then yeah. I suppose the added bonus is that it's helping our, our local that's right. businesses too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I suppose moderation too is yeah. the old, that old word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now we're talking about saving. You've always been a huge advocate for KiwiSaver, yes. haven't you? Yeah. Um, and it's just the gift that keeps on giving in a way, isn't yes. it? Yeah, it's, I mean, to sum it up, for employees, your money on average is about doubled by the employer contributions and the government Mm. contributions, roughly doubles people, especially for lower income people, actually, the way that maths works out, their money is more than doubled. For the higher income ones, it's not, not quite doubled. For those... Um, who are not employees, if you put in 1,042, the government puts in, in 521, mm. so your money's multiplied by one and a half. And the point is, if you if your money's doubled, if you otherwise would have ended up at retirement with 100,000, you're going to end up with 200,000. Mm. And if it's multiplied by one and a half, you would have ended up with 100,000, you end up with 150. Yeah. It's huge. It that really is, difference. Isn't it? More the more money that goes in, the more earns the returns and compounds over the years. And that's in short why it's a real pity for everybody. Now what I've said applies to people under sixty five. Over sixty five mm. you're not getting the government contribution. In some cases you're still getting the employer contribution. Though, oh so. right, of yeah. course. Yeah. 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 Oh no, it's a really it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It and is. I'm yes. So grateful that I I was sort of one of in on the ground floor, yes. and it was largely because of you. Because my dad used to read your column, oh, he? and he'd yes. phone me up. Now Mary Holmes says <laughs> you must get into KiwiSaver, yes. and so I, I did. And yeah. gee, looking back, I'm so glad. Yes, just one note of warning about that. Um, since KiwiSaver started in 2007, there was one major market downturn in 08, 09, um, the oh, global yes. financial crisis, but people didn't have very much money in yet, or a lot of people hadn't even joined KiwiSaver. So it wasn't that big a deal. Since then, the financial markets have grown hugely. It's been an incredibly good decade, and that won't necessarily continue. So people have got to be prepared to see their balance go down. We did see it at the beginning of COVID. That's right. Um, and it was a big drop. Um, and the, and I was saying to everyone, don't don't move your money to yeah. a lower risk fund. Don't panic and, sort yeah. of thing. Mm. And then the markets recovered very fast. So I just want to warn people that they will go down again. We don't know when, mm. but, you know, in the next 10 years, at some point, and it could be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it might take a year or two to come back. I, I just think people have got a bit of an unrealistic idea, so they've just got to be prepared for things not to necessarily go quite as well in the next 10 years. Yeah. Right, yes, yeah. and just sort of 
float. sit tight and but yes, hang in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No, that's really, really good advice. Um, some other advice I was going to ask on behalf of younger folk, because there's yes. a huge cohort of Kiwis now who are known as Generation Rent, and they'll yes. po- probably never be able to buy a house, although we don't know what's happening just at the moment. But a lot of them, I know of them that have been saving like mad, so they've got what was almost a deposit for a house but not quite enough. And I've spoken to friends in this position and they've said that they're quite keen to um, use some of these apps like Sharesies, for example, to invest in the stock market. And I'm just wondering if you've got any thoughts or advice for people in this position? Yeah, firstly, I think um, don't feel that you have to try and, you know, break all rules to get into housing. Um, Assume you're not going to buy, but you probably will buy, actually, at some point in your life if you keep saving, because the housing market cannot stay at the, yeah. the multiples of income that it is currently. You know, mm. it's about 10 times income in Auckland and seven or eight around a lot yeah, of New Zealand. most of them. Um, yeah, mm. and, and historically it's been about three times income as the yeah. average house price. It's It's got to get back to something like that at some point. You know, the, the latest government moves, we don't know how slowly this, how it might affect house prices. But in the long run... It, things have got to go back because people just cannot afford to buy mm. houses, and it's so. Hang in there. the The point is really, you've got to get to retirement with a fairly good lump sum if you don't own a house, because you've got to cover your rent until yes, you die. Until you, yeah. And so, either way, it's really good to keep saving hard to either have that lump sum to cover rent through retirement or to step in and buy when the housing market stops being so stupid. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. But, but yes, getting onto the shares and, and the online platforms and, and, and the shares and invest now and hatch, et cetera, um, it's kind of exciting that people are doing that again. Mm. I get a little bit worried that some of them might get like in the 1980s before the oh, 87 yes, crash, the crash. Yes. yeah, when mm. everyone was in share clubs mm. and everyone was... One of the key things that happened then was people actually borrowed to invest oh, in shares. And yes. that was when things went really bad because if, you, if it's borrowed money and then your shares become worthless, then you're stuck with a debt and nothing to show for it. But getting into shares... Uh, if you're going to do short-term trading, only do it with play money. It's That's oh, really... Right. An, entertainment thing, not an investment, because people just get it wrong as often as they get it right. And in the end, there's heaps and heaps of research to show that ordinary people can't pick which shares to buy. Even the experts get it wrong all the time. So if you're wanting to do longer term saving in shares, make it you either got to have enough money to be in at least 10 different shares, preferably in different industries, preferably in different countries, oh, um, right. to get a spread so that right. if one or two go bad, the others are hopefully going to rise. Or an easier way to do it is to get into a share fund. Oh, and you can yes. do that through shares or invest now or hatch or those 
those online products, you're getting into a fund that owns a lot of shares, so the diversification is done for you. They do it and for that's, you, yeah. That's really the way to do it, and then do it long term and do not start messing around and trying to pick when the market's going to go up and down, because oh, right. people just get it wrong. There's heaps and heaps of research to show that the people who go in and out of the markets and pick the share and do that one, they end up doing a lot better than the market average. You know, that it, right. people just aren't very good at it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. really, really good to know. And, you know, you're talking about um, don't ever um, borrow money to yeah. to get into something like that. I was no. going to ask um, also about loans. There's another rule that I, I've heard people say that they say you should never borrow money on something that's going to depreciate. Yes. And that makes me think of borrowing money to buy a car. Yes. For example. But... And I guess that sounds really good on paper, but what would you do if you needed a car to, you know, to get to work or got to get the kids to their health appointments and and that sort of thing? You do need to borrow money from a finance company. Yeah, I mean, a car's an interesting example. Borrowing to buy property tends to be okay because certainly in the long term, property values go up. Borrowing yeah. to buy, um, go on a holiday or buy clothes is Ooh, not yeah. a good idea. <clears throat> Cars are kind of in the middle. They do depreciate pretty yeah. much always. But you've got to think more broadly. If you're borrowing to buy a car so that you can get to a higher paying job, mm. then actually your total wealth is quite likely to go up because you've bought the car. So you shouldn't just look at what's happening to the value of the car. You should look at what the car enables you to do. Oh, yes. And even if it's getting the kids to daycare, and all, that's all part of the package of making your life work better so that you can earn more money and handle your money better, etc. So I, you know, I certainly wouldn't say don't borrow to buy a car, mm. but don't borrow to buy an expensive car. Oh, I was going to ask you <laughs> yes. about that. So yeah. should you really be a bit like a dad, buy a dad car, like a reliable, yeah. reliable, dad safe car sort of thing? Yeah. yeah, I drive a Toyota Corolla. I was and of the look, Toyota. Yeah, it's so boring, terribly yeah. boring. But they're, they're reliable and they're safe. And, yeah, and you know they get to where you want to go. They do, and, don't they? Yes. You can always get. A spare part for them yes. and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No, it, it does make so much sense. So I can, so you can sort of justify that. So if I mm. wanted to, um, thought, oh, I'm going to borrow some money to buy, say, his and hers jet skis, yes. for example, that's probably not going to be a good idea. No, it? look, it's far better <laughs> to save for something like that or a holiday or if you save before you spend then interest is your friend. Now, these days, interest is pretty low, I know, in, yes. in, in the banks, but at least it's positive. Whereas if you spend and then have to pay it back, interest becomes your enemy. And that level, that's often credit card debt or, oh. or pay later situations where they say there's no interest on these pay later schemes. But so many people don't end up following the rules that they've signed up for, they don't make the payments they should, and then suddenly it costs you a lot of money. And and those interest rates are so high, effectively, yes. that you're going to end up with a lot less in, in retirement or as a house deposit if you're in the habit of running up debt like that. Yes. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of reminds me a bit of um, the payday lenders that mm-hmm. are out there too. And if, if you don't, ha- I guess, have... That 
financial literacy background, yes. you could perhaps become a bit of a victim Gosh, to yes. those, couldn't you? Because yeah. the the those interest rates are brutal, yes. really, aren't they? People get yes get caught up in it. I would suggest if you are getting to the point where you're going to those sort of people, because sometimes. You kind of have to because you can't get money yes. from anywhere else. Yeah. Um, go on, go on to Money Talks website, which is through, and through that you can get a financial mentor, which is free to oh. you. They're all around the country. It's a non-profit mm. organisation, and they will help you to kind of work out how to handle your money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really good advice. We might yeah. put that on our blog. Um, yes. And. Because I think in the book there is an example where someone has got themselves into strife with yes. with a um, payday lender. But I think one of their family members helps them out. Yes. And isn't it great if you've got a sibling or, yes. or someone that can... or someone. And they're the one who wrote me the letter. I don't tend oh, to get many right. letters from people who have actually got into big trouble. I, I wish I did actually more, but I yeah. think they probably don't read my column or they're too no, embarrassed they're probably, or... <laughs> yes, it'd be a combination of yeah. things, yeah. But yeah. that um, person really did a good thing and then oh, the yes. person in trouble could pay back yes. the sibling, the family yes. member. So, yeah. yeah, that's something family can sometimes do, sit someone down and say, look, we're going to get you out of this bind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, we could just talk for, for so yes. long. I've really enjoyed having you here today. Oh, and thank um, you. The, your book, A Richer You, How to Make the Most of Your Money, it would be a really great one to buy from your local bookstore, um, yes. either for yourself or a gift. It's, it's, And I was saying earlier, it's like a, um, a re- good reference tool, isn't it? Yes, I think so. People can come back later in life, different situation, have a look at that section of the book again. Yes, yeah. and with oh. its index as well. Yes, yeah, so look, I highly recommend the book. And Mary's warm and humorous and down-to-earth oh. and... She distills complex financial concepts down to really simple, bite-sized info. So it's a book for everyone. Thank you so much, Mary, for being here today. I've really enjoyed it. I have too. Thanks very much, Alison. And thank thank you to our listeners. Hi, Rara. Kakite Ami. Every day, every day, every day.